Hello and welcome to the Mavs Draft Podcast. My name is Jared alongside Mr. Mavs Draft Richard Stamen. How are we doing today, Richard? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? It's been a while. It's it's been a couple weeks, yeah. So I'm I'm glad we're we're getting back to it. Should be a fun episode today. Um it's somewhat highly anticipated episode as we're going to be diving into a dueling big board, uh, which should be fun. I, I quickly ran through mine with you, but I don't know yours. So um, we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, but before we do, we had uh, some minor trade news um, since we've last recorded. Um, rising uh, rising star, James Harden, uh forcing his way to Brooklyn in kind of a crazy four-way deal. Um, I don't have all the details in front of me, but the important pieces would be what Harden to Brooklyn, uh, Oladipo and a ton of picks to the Rockets, um, Karis LeVert in Indiana and the Cavs were involved somehow. Yeah. They got Jared Allen and uh, that's right. Yeah. They got Jared Allen and sneak in here and take Jared Allen. Yeah, and, and I know uh, Dante Exum. The Cavs got off of him too. Like that was, the Cavs came out on top. I, I think it was a good move for most teams involved. Um, I think the Rockets got a haul, um, and I know it's not the same thing. But the last time the Nets tried this, it didn't go so. <laughs> well. Put them in purgatory for a long time, um, thanks to the the Boston Mega. Uh, but obviously Harden's on a different level. They already have stars in their prime. Um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, they're, they're still in their prime. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's a move to go all in for Brooklyn, very obviously. Uh, I do worry when you have two. I mean, I don't. I guess I shouldn't worry considering how healthy James Harden has stayed. But, I mean, KD with an Achilles and Kyrie – in a lot of ways, I mean, he has health issues too. Uh, just it, it could be it could backfire. Uh, I wonder how they're going to survive the depth. I really thought Jared Allen was a key piece. Obviously, they lost their best center in that. Uh, although they kept DeAndre Jordan, um, I I liked the trade. I think Houston needed to get what they could. I think they got a good return. Obviously, people roasted them for Levert, but speaking of health, he can't really stay healthy either. So it's not like I don't know. I, I like the old Depot get. They can still probably flip him. Um, I, I thought it was a good trade. Again, I really liked it for Cleveland. They also got Torian Prince. I mean, Jared Allen makes it a lot easier to get off those bigs too. I mean, they got a lot of bigs that have been playing really well to start the year. They could get a lot from this trade uh, by extension. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, Brooklyn does still have, you know, your, they got Joe Harris. They got um, uh, Bruce Brown, who I like. Um, so, so there's still some pieces there. Um, I'm interested to see how they fit. Um, obviously, we've seen Kevin Durant be just fine with with other high level scores around him, um, and Kyrie too. Um, and Harden was good back in those OKC days, but he's obviously turned into a totally different player. Um, so can he can he relearn how to play off the ball a little bit and? Um, you know, I know he's played with Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, but you know, there's two more guys of of you know that caliber of of player that that he's going to be with now, and still only one basketball. So um, I'm definitely interested to see how it plays out. 
Um, Houston can still, you know, kind of st- build around Christian Wood to a degree, all those draft picks. Um, and then I, I think the the Oladipo for Levert swap makes some sense just because I, I don't think Indi- Indiana thought they were going to bring Oladipo back. Um, so they get something for him. Um, and then for Houston, you get to see, hey, is is this someone who's worth, you know, maxing out and we'll give him a trial run? And if not, you know, you, you were probably rebuilding anyway. Yep. Yeah, and it makes the transition out real easy. Uh, I do think they might try and move some of those guys at the deadline. I mean, it all depends on where they are. If they're if they're not going to make the playoffs, obviously John Wall's kind of untradeable in a trade deadline midseason move, unless he's really good um, throughout the year. So maybe they get rid of, maybe they sell on Christian Wood. I think you almost have to sell on P.J. Tucker, no matter how good or bad you are. Um, like, it's his peak value. And then if Oladipo, I mean, worst case scenario, he walks. But, I mean, they got all those picks. That was the long-term game. Right. What was it? Four first, four first rounders and then, and then four pick swaps? Yep, I think so. So, I mean, potentially eight first rounders. Mm-hmm. Unlikely that most of those pick swaps convey maybe the last one, maybe two, depending on what happens. But, right. um, I mean, it's... It was it was a it was a heavy price, and you know I think for for Mavs fans who are you know hoping that that we're gonna end up with like a Bradley Beal or someone like that, I think you know Harden's on another level, but Beal's younger. He's you know not as vocal about wanting to leave. Um, you know he's not showing up overweight, and <laughs> you know going to clubs or wherever Harden was at. So, um, you know, I think it's somewhat comparable compensation um, if you're, you know, not going to give up a poor Zingas, which I wouldn't really want to do. So, but anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Um, We got a big board to get into and we're going to go 30 players. So um, we should probably get started. Yeah. You want to go ahead and start at the top? All right, you you kick it off, uh, or did you want evens? No, no, no. I'll I'll take evens. I'll take evens. Okay, all I right. Got a hard so, one at number right. one. All right, number one, we are taking Kate Cunningham. Um, I, I guess I should mention, but before I get too into this, um, I haven't seen any international players, um, and my viewings overall have been less frequent than that of Richards. Um, real life has gotten in the way recently. Um, I usually do my catching up in the summer when, when school's out. So um, I've gotten to see some here and there. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to rate players out of my butt, but, um, you know, the, just bear in mind that my, my viewings, I, I have seen everyone on my list, but it's been somewhat limited uh, for some of them. But regardless, uh, Kay Cunningham um, still holds that number one spot for me. I don't foresee him getting pushed off it. Um, I think Suggs probably made the best run at it um, with kind of his early season, um, you know, statement that he made. Uh, but ultimately, you know, at 6'7", with a 6'10 wingspan, um, you know, he's he's proven that, or he's proving, I should say, as being the guy at Oklahoma State that he can 
He can score when he needs. Um, I guess the facilitation hasn't been as, you know, obvious for me, but I also look at the team around him and say, okay, I mean, he needs to score, right? And that's what we wanted from him. We want to see him take over and be the guy and go win games. Um, so I, he, he's still number one for me, and I, I fully expect him to go wire to wire. Yeah, and his stats really don't do him justice. I mean, he's averaging 18 points a game, uh, six rebounds a game, just under four assists a game, as well as a block and a steal. Um, Andy, that's, that's on good efficiency, 46%, 39 from three, 82 from the free throw line. So that shot is going to project or projects to translate. Well, um, it's, it's nice. And I feel like he, like you said, the assists are not a very, a very fair way to judge him on his passing because he makes some wicked passes. I mean, like Luka Doncic-esque passes. Yeah. His vision is crazy. Like, I mean, they, they probably are the same. I mean, like if you put Luca in college when he was 18 or whatever, this is probably close to what he looks like. I think Luca's better, but like being the EuroLeague MVP and everything, but like, this is as close as you're going to see to Luca in college. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, Oklahoma state is not a great team. He will Oklahoma state into beating Kansas the other night, uh, which was like, you know, every top prospect has their signature win. That was probably it for him. Um, I, I do, I do think that it's almost no question. Like, his stats really don't even do him justice. And those are nice stats too. Yeah. Uh, definitely agree with everything you said. Um, so I'm interested to see where you go at number two, because I think there's, you know, the Cade tier. And then I think the next tier is yep. two players. So I'm interested to see which one you have higher. Yeah. I think, I, I think from what I remember, you told me off air, your board, I think it's actually a different player, but to me, it's, he's in a tier of his own. Um, I got Jalen Suggs. He's averaging 14 points a game, uh, equal number of assists and rebounds at five, two and a half steals per game, half a block. Uh, and that's on 55% shooting as a guard on 10 shots a game with 39% from three and 67% from the line. The, the free throw line number kind of scares me uh, because the shot could be better looking. Um, but his touch, I, I really buy the touch, even though the free throw percentage says otherwise. Um, it's only three attempts per game and a total of 36. So he could go five for five and that percentage skyrockets. Um, I I'm pretty high on him and it's hard not to be his feel for the game is elite. Um, I, I just don't see where he fails. Yeah. I like him a lot too. Um, we're, we're going to do a mailbag later and, and my buddy Frankie texted me to, to ask a question actually about, uh, Jalen Suggs and the shot and wondering if it translates or, or if it's going to hold them back at all right now it's not um, so I guess we'll see um, I I have Suggs three on my board but I you know I'm not going to fight you on it um, I think for me it's just a little it, it's a uh, philosophical difference um, but I, I have Evan Mobley uh, ahead of him. And so at number three, I'll go ahead and take Evan Mobley here. Um, you know, the big man out of uh, USC, um, just because I think finding a post like him is, is harder to find than a lead guard. Um, not that finding a lead guard is easy at all. It, it's not. Um, but how many posts out there have kind of the, the two way versatility that he has? Um, you know, it, 
defensively, you can tell it's still not all put together there for him yet. And at the same time, the way he moves, um, the way he'll be able to pr- protect the rim at the next level, um, the way he'll be able to play a variety of coverages in the pick and roll. Um, I'm really excited uh, to see what he brings at the next level. And then offensively, um, you know, able to finish with either hand. Um, the I think the shot is somewhat projectable. Um, and, and I said it before um, on a prior episode that to me, he, he di- the Bosch one is always the, you know, oh yeah, every lefty is Chris Bosch, right? But to me, Evan Mobley looked like Chris Bosch a little bit. Um, you know, kind of fluid jumper, but um, room to grow, room to grow. But but for me, he he he's slightly ahead of Suggs. Yeah, I I have him uh, fourth actually on my board because my third I'm about to list. But with Mobley, what's funny is you say like you know he has a lot of room to work on defense, especially off ball. It's just awareness. Uh, but first of all, he has the tools to make up for it. Like his second jump is probably the best since Zion or Bagley. Like they're all in the same tier. Uh, just so quick off their feet. Um, and even with having the defensive issues, he's still averaging three blocks a game. And like you said, with the shooting, shooting 37% from three on about an attempt a game, which to me means he's going to be able to step out there and he, they're not just going to, you know, defenses won't just leave him alone. And he shoots 69% from the line. So that's pretty nice. Uh, I, I, I see I, what you did there. <laughs> I was trying to see if you'd react. No, I, uh, I mean, it's a projectable jump shot. Like you said, he has a pretty nice uh, form. I don't see anything wrong with it. And I do agree. He's probably the closest prospect to Chris Bosch we've seen. So having him at three is no issue for me. All right. So where are you at number four? So at number four, I got Scotty Barnes from Florida state. Uh, yeah, Good. I have him. Like I said, I have him three on my board. Uh, 6'9 guard who I don't know if he's going to be a lead guard nice. in the NBA like but those jumbo creators uh, are super valuable like you'll see where I think there's still at least two or three more that are going to be that on this board um, so far through eight games is heading into Saturday um, so we haven't seen that game yet he's averaging 11 points per game four assists four rebounds a steal and a half half a block and that's on 49% shooting with 26% from three terrible free throw percentage at 44 uh, that being said, I still think his jump shot is a lot better than those th- those stats indicate. Uh, the form isn't busted or anything. There's a lot of times where, I mean, we covered the 2020 draft pretty extensively. There are guys where we thought like, okay, there's no way this guy's going to shoot. I don't feel the same way about Barnes. That's pretty much the flaw that, you know, people see with him. But I see him as a two-way playmaker. Um, almost, I don't want to draw this comparison, but almost in the, in the same mold of Denny to an extent. Um, just not like just in the mold, not, they're not comparable as one-to-one at all, but, uh, I, I really am a big fan of Scotty Barnes. Okay. I like Barnes. Um, I don't like him as much as you do, but I like him. Uh, I, I don't think the shot's going to translate. Um, I just don't know if he's got the, the feel or the touch. Um, but again, like the, the create the the creativity as a a secondary um you know playmaker who can play three or four um get the ball out of your primary playmaker's hands and and do something with it productively 
Um, and then add in the fact that I think he's going to be a beast on defense. Um, I think he'll be able to guard one through four. No problem. Yep. Um, maybe one through five, honestly. Um, he's, he's pretty special on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and so even without the, the shot projection, I, I have him six on my board <laughs> See, just because every, he does everything else at, at a high level. And so it's kind of in that Isaac Okoro type of, you know, thing for me where I was like, Okoro's never going to be league average as a shooter um, or, or at best, that's what he'll be. But he did everything else super well. And I kind of feel the same way about Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it's like a bonus at this point if the jump shot's there. Like, he can still be good enough. Like, he's a great slasher, too, which I didn't mention. But he does everything else. That, like, put him in the right system. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So who you, who do you have at five? Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Kuminga. Um, obviously went the G League route, so we haven't seen a ton of him. <laughs> um, so for me, like, Cade, Mobley, and Suggs are in their own tier. And then kuminga starts the next one and it's tough because he's still you you still have to somewhat just look back to the high school tape and see okay what did he do there um i saw a bit of what he did in the g league scrimmages but again those are just scrimmages so we'll see what he does once the bubble actually starts there it hasn't started yet has it i, I didn't miss that living no, under a rock here okay mm-hmm. good um so, but you, you talk about jumbo creators. Um, I, I think Kuminga's got that skill set. Absolutely freak athlete, ridiculous bounce. Um, he's not, he's not there with Scotty as a defender. Um, but he's a, I, I think he, he projects to be a pretty darn good defender in his own right. Um, with, with those physical gifts, he has to be, um, and so, for me, um, he's a he's a top five player in the in the class. So, I'll take him at five. Yeah, I I actually so I disagree about the tiers. Uh, I have this tier going all the way to my next guy. Uh, just kind of adding on with what you said with Kamingo, like yeah, the 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 G League is kind of hiding some of these guys' flaws. So, you know, they haven't had anything to hold them back. Um, I I do agree though that he's in that four or five range for me like i have him i think fifth and then uh, if you don't mind me segueing into my guy who i have i think it's six now right is what we're up to yes so i got Jalen green and that ends my tier uh, i would say there's where the gap lies um so similar it's just kind of similar pick with uh kaminga the g league guys go back to back it really kind of just depends on your philosophy um you know jumbo creator with athleticism is kaminga i would say it's a quick summary and then with Jalen green you get the freak athlete. I think personally he's the best athlete in the class. And then you also get a really nice shooter. I like his shot a little bit more than Kaminga's. So I, I'm pretty all in on Jalen Green uh, until I see otherwise. But So I have him four on my board. I would put him six on here. Yeah, so well, well, I have Barnes lower than Kaminga and Green. To me, Kaminga right. and Green are in the same like high school studs, obviously G league, a bit of an unknown. So they're kind of in the same area for me. Um, but yeah, green is, he projects as a three level volume score. Um, those have a ton of value. Um, I'm interested to see him, if he can maybe develop some, some league guard skills. Um, 
I just think it might be tough to do in the G League, especially when, you know, they're also trying to develop Dacian Nix, who's, you know, primarily just a league guard. So we'll see if they uh, give Jalen the opportunity to kind of run the offense at any point. Um, But I think more than anything, I'm just curious to see how the whole, you know, G League Ignite thing works. You know, are, are other high school stars going to be able to look at this and say, okay, yeah, this is viable. Um, so I'm interested to see that. Um, all right. So we're on seven. Seven. Yep. Okay. And he's seven on my board. So I'll go with Zaire Williams out of Stanford. Okay. Um, 12 points, six rebounds, three assists per game. I think he's a much better shooter than his 31% from three indicates um, 83% from the line. Um, and so I've always said, you know, and I think you agree that that free throws are a good indicator of future shooting success. Cause if you're a good free throw shooter, you've got touch. Um, and, and I think with Williams, it was a combination of some bad luck and then he was hurt, um, and playing hurt. And, and we're starting to see him kind of come out of that a little bit. Um, but a guy who can really light it up, can really shoot the ball, um, has some bounce, and I think we'll defend at the next level pretty well. Um, we don't see a ton of high-level um, athletes go to Stanford, um, and I selfishly, you know, don't always – I don't like when players go to uh, uh, Pac-12 just because I don't – I don't like staying up too late to watch games. <laughs> so I'll have to catch them another time. But uh, yeah, Zaire Williams um, takes the seven spot for me. Yeah, I like the pick. And he just dropped a triple-double the other night too. I think, well, actually, God, it's already been a week, uh, which is pretty crazy to think. But yeah, he's a really good pick. He needs to add some strength. I really like the jump shot. I know there's some concerns about uh, consistency there. But overall, I mean, I, I think he's a really nice prospect for a team that may have tried to jump in the top of the lottery maybe gets pushed back there's a lot of consolation prizes in pretty much the top eight um like i said with seven seven's pretty six seven was pretty hard for me um i i've had a hard time deciding who to go with i think i'm gonna go with james uh how do, is it book night or book night i've heard both uh um, yeah for, i i think book night sounds cooler <laughs> well, so we'll go with that for the show. So I, I've got James Boog Knight, um, you know, crazy athletic, really good score. I think he had a 40 piece. Um, I'm pulling up his stats now, but he is just a gifted offensive player. He hit for the year, you know, sophomore, 20 points per game, five rebounds per game, just under two assists, a steal and a half, uh, shoots 45% from the field, 33%, excuse me, 32% from three, but 81% from the line. He does a good job getting to the line. He's probably one of the safer offensive players. Um, six, five wing. I'm pretty sure he's got long arms. I don't know what the wingspan will be, but he's, if you're looking for pure offense, that's going to add to a winning team. It's him. And I, I think he might be underrated at eight. Like it's possible that I think he might be, go, he could have a case for top five when it's all said and done. And definitely the highest rated non G league or freshman guy. Right. I think that's where we're at. I wouldn't yes. say clearly, but I he oh, is he board. is my highest, but he it's one spot ahead of another guy. Yeah, sorry, I'm on our board. I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, yes, on our board, correct. Yep. So that's why I got. Who do you, do you have anything else on him, or do you want to go into uh, number nine? 
I mean, yeah, he he's a scorer, man. Um, I, I would like to see him try to develop more as a uh, playmaker for others. Right. But if nothing else, just I, I think he's got a bright future, even as like a in a Lou Williams role as a six man and just come off the bench, get buckets, you know, play 30, 32 minutes a night. Um, so I, I like it. I, I think Boot Knight's a good player. Um, what are we on nine? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson. Uh, out of Duke um, might be a bit high for him, especially because he's, he's been hurt lately. Um, but again, with the oversized playmakers, um, I think Johnson's got excellent vision. He's a, a very skilled passer. Um, you know, the question I have for him is how is he going to score? Um, not a great shooter. Um, struggled to get to the basket against Illinois a little bit um, in situations when I thought he should. Um, is he like a super undersized five? Is he um, is he a four that just, you know, isn't going to stretch the floor? You know, what do you do with him? But at the end of the day, the talent is legit. Um, the athleticism is freaky. Um, so I, I think at this point, I'm just taking the talent and and I'll find a way to make it work. Yeah, and he's been out with a foot injury. I think he's still a couple of weeks away. Um, freak athlete, like you said. I know he had, I think, a 2020 game against Coppin State, which when you're a wing or a forward, whatever you want to call him, that's pretty impressive to drive even like 10, I think, is crazy. But he had, he got 20 um, in his four five games, excuse me, that he played. Like he averaged just under 10 points per game, uh, six and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, and in in 55 and a half percent from the field. So, the competition wasn't strong, but like you said, how does he create for himself? Um, that's probably the biggest concern for me as well. Um, for number uh, 10, I've got our first Running international. Out the top 10. Yep, I got our first international guy. Uh, I'm going yes. with Usman Garuba. I think I'm saying it right. It sounds very Americanized. Uh, so I'm terribly sorry to our international followers if I botched his name uh, and to our American followers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Really good defender, excellent basketball IQ, uh, potentially some passing. I don't know if his jump shot is uh, ideal, but, um, you know, crazy good defender. And as a four or five, it's a valuable it's a valuable role. Uh, can't go too deep into his game. I, I haven't seen him in a little bit, but uh, plays for Real Madrid, which is always going to be the, you know, it's going to be the spotlight. Uh, so if you can – Drive there. We saw the last Real Madrid star uh, did pretty well in the NBA, so I'm pretty high on him. I, I don't have anything to add. Like I mentioned, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had a chance. Um, but I'll just move on to 11. Um, and this guy is the um, the other non freshman that I was referencing, um, who I have at 10 on my board, um, and that's Corey Kispert. Um, I am, I am all aboard the Corey Kispert train elite, elite, elite shooter, um, in 30 minutes per game this year, uh, shooting 60% from the field, uh, 72% on two pointers, almost 49% from three and 87 and a half percent from the free throw line, uh, 21 points, uh, five boards a game and, the defense isn't stellar, but it's good enough. 
and I, I think he's like six seven, six eight. Um, so he, he knows where to be defensively. Um, he's he's not going to be a negative. So when you take the the elite shooting and the passable defense, uh, he he's shooting at a such such a ridiculous pace. Um, I think he's probably a better shooter than Desmond Bain, who I loved last year. Wow. I, I, I'm all aboard the Corey Kispert train. And obviously Kispert's just got better size. Um, really, really rare to see a senior um, this high, but I'm, I, I love his game. I love his game. I, I just want to ask, did you really just say on the Mavs draft podcast? I did. Wow. That I is, did. I might Corey have to Kispert, find a new my guy. We're not going to get Corey Kispert, but Corey Kispert's my guy. <laughs> I like the pickup. I like. The pick. I do the editing. Oh wow! Yeah, you got editing. you got me on that one. You got me on that one. Editing in <laughs> severe air quotes. <laughs> well, I like the pick though. I'm I'm all I'm all for a senior shooting shooter. Excuse me, getting his uh praise that he's been due because we're about a year late on that one. Um, uh, as we well, and look like not, not Joe Harris you, not got you. a seventy. No, I know, but but Joe Harris just got a seventy-two million dollar contract. Yep. Like shooting is incredibly valuable which is why it didn't make sense to me that Desmond Bain got drafted as late as he did but hey you know we're off the bit we're off that for now but yeah he, he's playing well we called it whatever moving on <laughs> <laughs> so I got for the 12th ranked player uh I'm going with a 6'4 guard Cameron Thomas from LSU I'm really big on his scoring Ooh, okay I'm really big on his scoring um I do have a little bit of concern of you know I don't want to say if he adds winning value, but like, I don't know. Sometimes those guys can become empty stats, which I can be a little bit weary of just his play style. And as a guard, uh, like if he's not playing great defense or something, but for the year, he's averaging 22 points a game, uh, just under three rebounds a game, one and a half assists, one steal on 43% shooting 31% from three, but 90% of the line. So the jump shot and the scoring abilities are crazy insane separation ability and just creation again just kind of what he adds to I, I think he needs to be at drafted to the right team I guess is what I'm trying to say but he's incredibly talented at the worst you get a guy who he's going to score it's just how much will it impact winning you know That's yeah and he's a guy who I think he and Josh Christopher are kind of in similar boats um as just super high level scorers um guys who I think are better shooters than their three-point percentage currently indicates. Because um, I don't know if you mentioned it, Thomas is a, a 90% free throw shooter right yep. now. Um, and, so, I, But I think it comes down to the shot selection at this point. Yep. And they're both young. They're, they're both freshmen. Yeah. And, I mean, he's taking seven – averaging seven and a half threes a game. Like, you're not going to shoot a crazy eye right. on that. Right. So, but, but yeah, I think it comes down to role for those guys. Um, and that's higher than I have Thomas, but I, I, you keep coming back to that bucket getter off the bench type player. Um, or, I mean, you, maybe you see if he, if he develops any, um, any passing playmaking skills, but um, I like it being bold with it. I'm a fan. Um, what are we at? 13. All right. Um, he's 11 on my board. Um, I'm going Sharif Cooper. Ooh, I like uh, it. So I 
I, I want to give a shout out to um, uh, to our buddy Simon Rath, uh, who I've seen talking about Sharif Cooper, like you know, talking about free Sharif for a long time now. He's the um, president. He is the president of that he is. club. He is, and I hadn't seen a ton of him, and I've I watched his game against um, Bama. Was it Alabama? Yep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, I see it. I'm in. <laughs> yep. I'm in. He's a guy, I'm though. He's... he's a guy you only need one game, and you can tell the talent is so obvious. He's not a guy where you're like, eh. Crazy. Yeah. And, and again, look, he's he's undersized. He's a 6'1 guard on a good day. But, in two, again, it's two games. 27 points, 10.5 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 2.5 steals, 5 turnovers, which, you know, that's going to be part of his game. And he's really not even shooting threes yet. He's not even shooting 10% from downtown. Again, in two games. Um, He's averaged in his two games 11 free throw attempts. 11. And and he's made 86% of them. So (laughs) I I would not be surprised if he gets into my top 10 uh, once I see a little bit more of it. I mean, he's at 11 right now, so that's not bold. I'll say top seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in my top seven. Um, you know, ba- if, if I can see m- more of this consistently. But holy crap, he's fun. Yeah, easily one of the most fun players in this draft. The handles. He, he might have the best handle in the class. Yeah. No, there's some guys that got some crazy handles and – He's definitely up there. It sucks that we were robbed of a month and a half of him. Oh my god, it's the worst. It is awful. But we got him now. Yeah, we got him now. Well, for my next one, I'm looking at the stats, but and I realized how terrible the stats are. But I'm sticking with it at 14 uh, to round out the lottery. One of your favorite guys, who I didn't know too much about him, honestly, before you had brought him up, and then I saw him start playing as a freshman. Keon Johnson from Tennessee. I'm still with it. Um, you know, shooting. 18, 19% from three. It doesn't really scare me off the jump shots. The form is fine. He's shooting 69% from the line. I'm not going to make a nice joke uh, again, but like <laughs> the jump shot is, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. I feel like he can shoot from mid range. He can shoot from three. You just need some make it like, and, and then you get into his playmaking. I think is really nice. I love his ability to drive and kick. And I mean, good Lord, his defense, his defense is so that's fun. his calling card. Yeah. And He's so athletic too. Like I, I just think all of it comes together in the NBA a lot better than it does as a freshman at Tennessee. So that's I'm sticking with him. Uh, the numbers don't scare me. He'll have some hot streaks to get it normal. Uh, he's gone through his cold spell. He's three of sixteen from three there. So it's not like nineteen percent does not do him justice. Justice. It's a that's a slump. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah, I like Johnson too. Um, the defense, the athleticism, and then, you know, if the shot comes, like, it's gravy. Um, so, I'm with it. What number was that, 12? That was 14. We rounded out the lottery. Oh, that was 14. Okay. Wow. We're flying. Um, all right. So, at number 15, let's go with Moses Moody. Good pick. Uh, freshman wing out of uh, Arkansas, um, 17 points, five and a half boards a game, shooting 38.5% from three, 80% from the free throw line. Um, kind of a 3 and D type prospect. Um, 
I, I like the shot a lot. Um, and, and just the fact that there's an immediate role for him as, as an NBA player to, um, to find his way into a lineup. Um, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he, he, he's going to have an easy time transitioning to the NBA with, with those two skills. Yeah, and something else uh, that I don't know if you brought up, but the slashing, like his ability to get to the rim, I think is just so effortless. Uh, or finish yeah. at the rim, I think is probably his more impressive trade in that. Uh, I really, I mean, yeah, the offense is just so nice. And the jump shot will translate. I have no issues with that. So that's a really good pick. Uh, I probably should have put him higher. I probably would put him over Keon, kind of escaped me. But those two. I, I have them I have them 12 and 13, okay, like Moody so. and Johnson in that order, so. Okay, so I don't feel I, feel you. I don't feel too bad about it then. Um, with my next one at sixteen, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, and get this guy off the board because I'm not high on him compared to where I thought I would be uh, preseason. But I got Josh Christopher from Arizona State. You know, talked about the uh, the ISO score kind of guy who I don't know how much he impacts winning because I just don't know how. I mean, he averages an assist a game. Doesn't really. I wouldn't say he's passed first in any capacity. Um, as a combo guard, or not combo guard, excuse me, combo wing, I would say, like shooting guard, small forward. Um, but he shoots 45% from the field, knows how to get a bucket. At the end of the day in the NBA, you need that. And that's kind of up to the team to develop him into a winning player. Um, I don't really think there's much we can do to project that. He shoots 87% from the line, yet 22% from three. Uh, so I, I really think the jump shot will translate. Again, great score. He's going to stick around just because of his scoring ability, which I think translates. My only concern is just how much does he add to winning. And again, as, I think as we get more tape too and like through conference play mostly, we'll kind of see that more clearly. Um, what do you think? Do you have anything on Christopher? Uh, I, I think you pretty much covered it. And, you know, I kind of mentioned it with the Cam Thomas sort of deal. Like, yeah, wh- where else can he help you? And But, but getting buckets matters, right? Yep. So I think for him it's about better, better shot selection and – and just trying to be a little more efficient, but hopefully that comes with, with experience. Um, all right. We're at 17. Yep. All right. I'm going to go Kai Jones. Great. Uh, who, who I have at the, uh, I have at the back end of the lottery. Um, guys, his side shouldn't move like that. It's, it's like not natural for for somebody who's 611 220 pounds to be as fluid as he is um it's this is a bit of a projection pick i mean he's getting 20 minutes a game in college as a sophomore a young sophomore but a sophomore um eight and a half points five boards half a block um shooting 62 percent from the field 44 percent from three 70 percent from the line to me this this is all upside um but I'm I'm gonna bet on the tools and the traits of of somebody like that to get it, especially when he's still pretty new to the game of basketball. Yeah, that's a, a really good pick. I mean, we talked about his ability just to guard the perimeter too, and I mean, yeah, it, it's no, a no, rare he, he's got legit switchability. And when I, I said on a podcast a while ago, like my quote bold prediction was that Kai Jones would be the second big man off the board. And I, it's looking I think that's, that's not a bad call so far. No, it's looked real good. That has definitely been a great take that we will be playing back come July in the draft. 
So uh, what, what do you got at uh, 18? I got, you're not going to like this one. I got Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I told you he'd be in my top 20. Uh, or in the he's high, that, That's higher than I have him, but yeah, go for I, it. I'm all in on him. I don't care about whatever uh, flaws he's shown at college as much that I, I think everything about him just translates so well to the NBA. And, you know, high IQ, incredibly high IQ, I would say. I really buy the jump shot. If you buy Maxi Kleba's shot, I feel like there's no reason not to buy his great athlete um you know i think he's got good vision which is plays into the feel for the game uh for the year and it's only been nine games we haven't seen villanova in almost a month uh 45 from the field on 16 points per game seven and a half rebounds two steal or excuse me two assists half a steal half a block um 72 from a line and 32 from three which is pretty consistent from his last year he shot 33 from three uh, i like i said i think his jump shot will get better. That's not something I'm concerned about. And that's really my biggest flaw with him is jump shot hasn't really translated to college so great, but I don't see why it wouldn't work in the NBA just because it hasn't worked in college yet. Okay. Uh, I have some questions about where he fits defensively. Um, That's kind of my big hiccup with him. Um, But I know you've been high on Robinson Earl for a long time. Um, So, so, Hey, I appreciate you sticking to your guts, right? <laughs> the consistency. So exactly. who, do you, who do you have in 19? Uh, I am going to go with David Johnson, uh, second-year guard out of Louisville. Um, took a big step this year, uh, now averaging almost 14 points, uh, six boards, four assists per game. Um, I, I want to see more of him to form a really good opinion. Um, but I, I, I kind of noticed him. I wasn't even trying to watch him and it kept popping. And I was like, okay, David Johnson name to remember. And, and every time I turn on a Louisville game, he's doing something and, and he's yeah. doing something impressive. Um, I, I'm not sold on him being, a lead guard entirely yet, but I think he does some things there that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that give me optimism. So it makes me hopeful. Um, so where, where do you have Johnson? I'm curious. I, I have him close to 30. It's not really anything against him. It's just, I liked a lot of other guys more. Okay. But I respect Um, that pick. All right, what do you have at uh, – we'll go a little bit quicker here to round out the, the final yeah. 10. We're at 20. Yeah, yeah, we're at 20. So, real quick, shout-out to David Johnson because I don't know if you remember the Duke game last year. He was a big part of that upset. Um, yeah. So, to round out uh, number the top 20, I'm going – kind of going against my gut here. I'm going DJ Stewart from Duke. Um, I really buy the jump shot, even though it's got a low release. I think he's really smart. Um, I like his basketball IQ. Really good off-ball defender uh, in anticipation and things like that. So despite not being great size or anything, I don't know. I, I just think he's super talented, and I would take him at around 20. I think that's good value. You know, freshman shooter, only 6'2", um, averages two and a half assists. Yeah, two and a half assists a game. Sorry, looking at the steals. I keep getting that mixed up. One and a half steals, uh, just under a block a game. 14 points, though, on 43%. I think he's just a really well-rounded offensive player. I think he's going to finish at the rim. 
kind of makes up for his size. So I, I'll keep him. I'll put him number 20. Okay. At number 21. Yeah. I'm going to go with BJ Boston. Finally. Off the um, yeah. Look, he's, he's been not good this year. <laughs> Um, he, he's been kind of exposed as, you know, if, if he doesn't have someone to help him, it it can be a problem. He's not a good defender, but look, he's going to have somebody in the NBA. Um, I think give him, give him better spacing, have somebody who can actually initiate offense. Um, and he'll be able to score a little bit. Um, I just think it's disappointing because you were hoping to see, okay, how can he create a shot? And then off of that, what is he going to be able to do for others? And we've seen neither, right? He hasn't been able to create his own shot um, with just because of the lack of shooting, the lack of creativity out of Kentucky this year. I wonder if he had gone literally anywhere else, what it would look like. Um, Or if a guy like, um, I don't know um, if instead of going the G League route, like a, a Dacian mix or someone, I know he was yeah. committed to UCLA, but if you were able to get a player like that, um, you know, what would that do for Boston's game? So at 21, I think that's the point where I'm saying, okay, I'll bet on the talent. Um, he was, he was too good in high school. Um, there's still some flashes here and there offensively. He's an 80% shooter from the line. He's better than the the 16% he's shooting from three right now. This is where I'm willing to take that gamble. Yeah, no, I, I that's fair. Uh, I still need to see some more just before even putting him. I, I'm hesitant with the first round, honestly. I feel like he's not done dropping. Yeah, uh, that's. I think you're right. Yeah, it's unfortunate, though, because he was fun in high school. He was one of the guys who I really looked for in high school, and he was dominant. But um, going to number 22, speaking of high school, uh, and like you kind of hinted at it, the G League, uh, and actually name drop him, Dacian Nix is my guy. Uh, Jumbo yeah, Creator. Perfect timing. Yeah, Jumbo <laughs> Creator. I just I think he's, what, 6'9". Um, really good defensive, too. So. I get that completely I off. like 6'4", 6'5", isn't I'm he? I'm so sorry. I got that. I got the wrong, uh, the wrong stats over here. Yeah, he's 6'5". I'm sorry. I'm thinking – I'm still I'm still stuck on my number three player, Scotty Barnes. Uh, sorry, 6'5", <laughs> but he's got length, and uh, and he's a good defender, good two-way playmaker kind of guy. Um, I think at 22, that's pretty good value. I ended up leaving him off my board for now. Um, I think he would have been better served going to college, personally. Uh, but I just – I want to see more of what he's, what he's going to do. Um, in the uh, in the G League before I feel comfortable ranking him. Uh, all right, twenty three. Let's go with. Uh, we're gonna go another senior here. We're gonna go with Jared Butler. Good pick uh, out of Baylor. Um, to me, Butler's a guy that uh, he's not gonna be a star in the NBA. But I just think he's going to be – is he only a junior? Yeah, he's a junior. Oh, okay. My fault. My fault. Well, regardless, um, he he's just going to be rock solid. Uh, right now he's averaging 16.5 points, 5.5 assists, 2.5 steals, 
three and a half rebounds, shooting 43% from three. Um, uh, I don't think he's going to be that high level of a shooter, but I think he'll be above average. And I think to me, he's a guy that you draft with the purpose of making him your, your backup point guard and just let him run that second unit. And I think he'll do so efficiently. Um, he'll come in again with three years of experience uh, playing at least, you know, 27 minutes a game per season. Um, I think he's ready to step in and take on a, a role where he can kind of quarterback the floor at the next level. Yeah. And he's a super high floor player. Uh, I buy the jump shot. He's really high IQ, really solid handle too. He doesn't have flashy handle, but he's got incredible ball control too. And, and I think he's a capable defender, moves his feet well, still needs to add strength, but is a little bit undersized. He's a high floor backup, backup to like low end starting point guard. And he's going to be a winning player in the league for sure. All right. So what do you got at 24? So I'm going to stay with the theme of, uh, of these uh, juniors, uh, and I'm going Ayo DeSumo. I believe he's a junior, right? Is he? You keep talking. I'll figure that out. Yeah, no. So he's a great slasher. His jump shot has looked improved for this year. Um, I mean, he's been, he's been dominant. Yeah, he is a junior. Uh, 42% from three uh, on the same amount of attempts per game, obviously less volume total, but uh, it's about half as many as he took last year. He's up from 30% to 42%. Free throw percentage is up uh, in almost the same number of attempts. He's 30 short. He went from 75 and a half. He's now at 81. He's, he's, in a, he's a pretty complete offensive player if the jump shot is there. And honestly, we might be underrating him at 24. Yeah, and that's exactly where I have him actually is 24. I'm not convinced about the shot. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that could be a bit of fool's gold. Um, but he's been a fun player to watch this year. Uh, I, I think he's a, a good defender. And the reason I have him just behind um, Jared Butler is, is I would rather have Butler's shooting and, and knowing that I'm going to have a shooter than Dosumu's defense, which is good, but – um, I, I think Butler's offensive game translates better to the NBA. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, okay. no, I, I agree. I agree with that, especially especially with the jump shot. Like the shooting is the most important thing, probably for a guard in terms of translating. And I mean, I would say Butler might have better vision. Obviously, Dasunmu has better playmaking numbers, but I, I can see that argument. Okay, we're at 25. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Marcus Bagley, uh, Marvin's younger brother. He's a freshman at Arizona State. He's also had some injury issues this year. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but when he's played, um, I thought for a kind of a, a 3-4 um, kind, of, kind of player, um, the ability to stretch the floor is there, shooting 37.5% from three on almost seven attempts per game. Um, I, I think he'll be able to shoot it at the next level. Um, I know he's still kind of coming into his own as a player, still rounding out his game. So um, at this point, um, I think I can find a role for him eventually, um, and maybe he develops into something a little bit more. Yeah, I really like his ability to stretch the floor. Um, 
I think I think he's going to be one of the better uh, the better shooters from this class. And uh, like you said, I mean, he's he's super talented, really raw. I think he was one of the breakout guys in Arizona State's like practice. Uh, or I'm sorry, preseason. I remember John Rothstein tweeting about that. I really think he's got uh, just some crazy upside. I'm also never going to doubt a Bagley. Like, if you remember, I was super high on Marvin Bagley. Oh, my God. You love Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I still I still think he's going to be a very good pro. Time will tell. Yeah. All right. Who do you have next? So, I got the best shooter in the class, uh, in my opinion, outside of Corey Kispert. Um, I, had to, I had to preface that last part uh, there. Yeah, so You did. You did. <laughs> I got Ron Harper Jr. from Rutgers. Really like his size, ability. Dude, shoot. he's a tank. Yeah, that I don't. I, he sadly, he, sadly, he's not that athletic. Uh, but I really like his jump shot, and he can score from all three levels for the most part. Uh, when he gets when he gets decent looks at the rim, he can't really create for himself at the rim to the rim. I don't think, but his ability to uh, to finish at the rim off cuts is, I think, it's got potential. So I'm I'm putting him at uh, at 26. Okay. Um, at 27, I'm gonna go with Jaden Springer, um, kind of the the other Tennessee freshman who I think was actually rated higher than Keon Johnson uh, as they were coming out of high school. Um, but you know Tennessee's a pretty loaded team. They've they played their freshmen somewhat sparingly. And kind of as a result, Springer hasn't had a chance to, to really shine. Um, but in limited time, in about 20 minutes a game, he's averaging 10 points, two assists, two and a half boards, uh, and a steal per game. He hasn't shot the ball a ton. Um, so on a very small sample size, he's shooting 61.5% from three, which is great, but it's on 13 attempts. Um, so just need to see more consistency. We'll, we'll see if he's able to you know, as the season goes on, uh, get some more minutes under Rick Barnes. But again, that, that Tennessee team is so strong right now that he may not get that chance. Um, but, uh, but what are your thoughts on Springer? Yeah, I, I still need to see more with him. Obviously the jump shot is really nice and he's really mm-hmm. talented. Um, I just, I'm not there on, I've seen people put him top three. I cannot get there. I cannot get top there. Top three? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like number three. Wow. Yeah, I I can't get there. Yeah, I think. Don't. Yeah. Um. He's talented. I just I don't think you could. There's really much of an argument for him being better than ten guys. Like the top ten we listed is pretty pretty stacked. I, I just yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm not I'm not in on that. I I do think he's talented. I don't really know what he does at the next level besides spot up shooting pretty early at the least. Um, what do you think his biggest role is in the NBA? I oh, mean, it's a hard question on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I need to see him play a little more. Um, he he could be a lead guard. I, I don't know. I, I think at worst he could run a second unit. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good floor. So. Um, All right, yeah, I was going to say, so I'm going to go into 20, I think it's where 20, 28, excuse me. Wow. Uh, I'm in the biggest pickle right now. I'm going to go with another international guy who I haven't seen anybody put him uh, very high on their boards, which is kind of crazy to me uh, because I knew the name. He's young. I'm going with Mario Nakic. He's from 
Croatia. Really crafty finisher. I like his playmaking. I think he has a projectable jump shot. Obviously, like most young people, needs to continue filling out his frame. But I uh, I really like him. I'm putting him number 28. Okay. Um, 29. This guy's kind of international, but he plays at Michigan. Uh, Franz Wagner. Uh, Mo Wagner's younger brother, actually. Um, sophomore out of Michigan. Um Really interesting player. Um, he, right now he's averaging 12.5 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, um, 1.3 steals, 1.3 blocks on 53% from the field, 36% from 3, and 87% from the line. Really versatile offensive player um, that can do a few different things. Um, I'm interested to see his, his development as a shooter off movement. Um, but, but the touch is obvious. Um, and he's got some, some playmaking chops too. I mean, the three assists per game, I, I don't think is, is fluky. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see, uh, what the rest of his season looks like. Yeah. And another thing with him for me, like that holds me back. Um, like this is, sorry, not that you said anything negative, but for me, what holds me back with him is just, his game doesn't always look smooth. looks kind of clunky at times. Uh, yeah, that's like my no, no, that's main concern. Like he's very good. There's no question about it. Uh, I just, you know, you got some concerns on that front. So I have sure. the hardest thing. Oh my God. I, there's another, I'm in another pickle. I think to round out the, the first round grades, uh, or excuse me for top 30, I guess, uh, I'm going with Dayron Sharp from North Carolina. That was really hard not to put him higher. I was going back and forth between him and Nakich. Uh, you know, Dayron Sharp, he's got a floater, which is always impressive for a big man. I really like his passing ability. He can kind of move on the perimeter enough that that it, uh, it intrigues me. And I, I don't know how his jump shot translates. I don't know if he will be shooting in the NBA. Incredible rebounder. I mean, you can't box him out. Um, I, I, I'm really big on him. Uh, he's a really big dude. Size is there. So that's who I would put at 30. And there's some guys in here that we just did not put. Um, that is, it's crazy. Like this is a good draft. It's not stacked like last year, but it is a good draft. Totally. It's, it's stronger at the top, maybe not quite as deep, but, but there are definitely players to be had. And, um, you know, there's some good players on here that, that we didn't even list. Um, Trey man, uh, Terrence Clark, Isaiah Jackson are a couple names that, that stand out to me. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to do this exercise again, um, you know, maybe right around the time of, of the tournament um, and see where we're at. Um, yeah. So with that having been said, why don't we, um, we'll go a little over an hour here. So why don't we um, hit up our mailbag? Uh, we got a lot of really good questions, so um, we'll try to hit as many as we can. Um Let's start with uh, Fabian. Fabian asks, um, question I have is not Mavs related, and it definitely doesn't have to be. We're, we're basketball fans, so um, you know, at, feel free to ask away. Uh, he asks, could the Thunder end up with two lottery picks in the 2021-22 draft, so not this year but next year, via pick swap with Houston and Miami? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma City has their own pick, I believe, which is going to be lottery, and then – 
the Houston pick, I, I think that's very, very likely to be another lottery pick too. So I, I think that would be a very great dream for them. And, and this trade, actually, I didn't even think of that. Their trade value, uh, that trade value skyrocketed probably. Uh, so if they don't get the top pick, they have, they have the package that could blow everybody away. Yeah. Um, uh, for sure. And, and I don't, I don't know that you ever trade away from a, uh, you know, uh, who, who would project to be up there. Uh, uh, Chet Holmgren, maybe Imani Bates if he reclassifies, but, um, I guess we'll see. Um, but is it, is it possible for sure? For sure. It's possible. Um, Motor City Hoops says, Kay Cunningham, what will be his best attribute in the NBA? Could he possibly play off the ball if the team he is drafted to has a true point guard? And he puts in parentheses, Killian Hayes. Um, so what do you think? Yes. Uh, yes to the question of playing off ball because, I mean, we talked about it. Three-point shooting is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, 39%. It's going to translate. But I think his best – I mean – his passing is crazy. No matter, even if he is an off ball player, he still passed first. And like, it's, it's rare. It is really rare how good he is as a passer. That's, that's going to blow everybody away. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say his passing and vision and, and just overall playmaking is his best attribute. Um, but you could certainly play him with another guard like Killian Hayes um, and utilize him more as a scorer uh, because he can do that at a high level too. Um so, I mean, if, if you're Detroit and you end up with the first pick, I don't think it's a, you know, well, can this work? It's a, hey, it's Kate Cunningham. You make it work. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Caleb asks, how highly do the Mavs value Dorian Finney-Smith? He's on a steal of a contract right now. And as a Jazz fan, I covet him. What's his trade availability and what will he make in his next contract? So I don't think the Mavs will give him away uh, unless they're getting a really nice return, like for probably that quote-unquote third star that we kind of hinted at at the very beginning that we want. Yeah, he, he would have to be part of that package. Just, and it's not because like – It's just – and it's partially because – it's mostly because he <laughs> he's a role player who fits the team perfectly. Like if you put him on 25 other teams, he's not that great. Like, you know what I mean? He's perfect next to Luka Doncic. Yeah, I mean, he he fits the 3 and D role, especially now that he's hitting some threes very well. Um, really high-level on-ball defender um, who can guard those, you know, threes and fours. Um, but what Caleb points out really is is he's, he is on a steal of a contract, and I think that's what makes him tough to move. Um I don't, I don't really see a, you know, role-player-for-role-player role swap there. Um so, I mean, as far as what the Jazz could offer that would entice the Mavericks, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure it's, it's really a good match unless, you know, they're, they're, there's another rift between Gobert and Mitchell and they choose to move one of those guys or something. Right. Um, in which yep. case, you know, Finney Smith would be in that package. Um, all right, which Carolina says Josh Christopher or Cam Thomas, if either of you has a strong preference, what makes you favor one over the other? Uh, obviously, we just went over the big board and we had Thomas ahead of Christopher, um, but they're, they're literally 17 and 18 on my board, Thomas <laughs> slightly ahead, because I think they're such similar players. I, I just think Thomas is doing it at, well, it's, it's better. A fact. He's doing it at a, at a more efficient rate. Yep. Yeah, he's better, at, he's better at doing the same thing. I, I agree. It's, it's Thomas. 
Uh, okay, Rob asks, thoughts on the Big Ten prospects? Um, he, he lists a few, Garza, Card, Asumu, Harper, uh, Wagner, uh, Wagner, excuse me. Uh, we, we covered three of those guys. Um, let's talk about Luca Garza for a minute. He's Best fine. player in the country. <laughs> like, College player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But. Yeah, he's, how do you stop him? Exactly. He's unstoppable in the post. And I think. You no, don't. I think with him, I would take him in the second round, no question. I don't think you take him first just because obvious reasons. He's not he's not gonna be able to play much defense. But there's a lot of bigs that we've seen. I mean, Ennis Cantor has lived in the league because of playing like honestly kind of like Luca Garza, although I think Garza has a better um better jump shot. And Cantor, you know, he tried in Oklahoma City, but Garza, you look at Vucevic, and I think that just makes He's a post player and he's an all-star. I, I just, I feel like Garza is so talented. You have to take a chance on him and he'll stick for a team that makes him productive. Like Rick Carlisle loves his per minute bigs. That's perfect for him. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm interested to see against like true NBA length, what he can do. Yep. Um, ultimately I think it, he would be at his best. In Europe, I, I think he would dominate overseas. He'd be a gro- he'd be a, a goat over there. A groat. Yeah, <laughs> man, I can't talk today. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, all right, so Andy asks: uh, Is Herb Jones on anyone's radar? Dude is an unreal defender with insane length. He and Josh Richardson would be a tough duo defensively. He's also a fantastic finisher at the rim with an improving jumper. So there's your mini scouting report right there. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, no, that's spot on. And uh, the one thing I would add, yeah, top 5'10 defender in the class. Um, really improved his jump shot over the year, over the last year. I mean, I think he shot like 11 or 8% last year from three, and he was taking them. Um, now he's up in the 30s, I believe, 20, high 20s, low 30s, which is a big improvement. Uh, one other thing I would add about him, really good ball handler. He runs the offense a lot of times when Javon Quinterly is off the court. So I, I love him as a four-year guy. I would take him in Dallas on a two-way in a heartbeat. I don't know how much teams hold back his lack of you know explosiveness and jump shooting. It's a kind of lethal lethal combo, but the man can play defense. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't know a ton about him, uh, but I know uh, our buddy Matt Landry, who admittedly might be a bit biased as a uh, <laughs> Alabama alum. Um, he loves him, um, and – you know, he he's someone that I'm I'm gonna need to keep an eye out for um, as I continue along this process. Um, let's see, Daniel uh, have not been able to watch as many Mavs games as I would have liked. How is Josh Green doing thus far? Hey, he's great on defense. I don't think in, he's gotten some weird hate because Tyrese Maxey has been forced to play and scored thirty plus points uh, by his, <laughs> by Dan's Philadelphia Sixers. Uh, 76ers, excuse me. But Josh Green is a really good defender, and the upside is still crazy. It's it's pretty obvious when you watch him. Like, First of all, he's nowhere near a finished product. Second, his defense is absurd. Uh, that's 100% his calling card. You know, Carlisle's still trying to figure him out. He's a rookie. He's probably not going to do too much this year. But, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a guy who can just – who will not ever give up. And, I mean, on anything, on the rebounds, on defense, he moves a lot off ball offensively doesn't always get the ball or know where to go, but he moves a lot. So I don't know. There's a lot of upside to like, I think he hasn't been bad for, for what I expected at least. 
if you're expecting to be Tyrese Maxey and score 30, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, uh, I would, I would agree. Um, okay. All right, Simon, uh, we, we talked about him, uh, earlier in the podcast says any opinion on McCore maker. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him yet? Have you gotten to watch any of the Howard games? Not really. I, I saw that first game when, but he ended up getting hurt. Yeah. So I haven't seen much. Yeah, I think he's out for the year. Um, it's he's got the he's got a cool skill set being a big who can handle the ball, uh, or at least like a forward. I don't know if he's necessarily a big, but being able to kind of bring up the ball, shoot, bring the ball before excuse me, have shooting upside. But he needs to improve both of those a lot. It's cool that he has the tools. I don't know if it works against high end competition uh, because the teams he played just weren't NBA level. So it's hard to say he's not going to get drafted this year. I have almost no doubt about that. Uh, but he's an interesting guy to watch because he does have pretty unique tools. And props to him, though, for going to an HBCU um, as a you know top recruit. That That is a pretty big thing. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that. Um, yeah, w- wish I, I'd be able to see more of him because his skill set is extraordinarily unique. Um <sighs> Yeah, I don't have too much of an, of an opinion at this point. I I would need to see more, um, but he's he's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I guess um, I wish he would have been healthy, but it is what it is. All right, uh, and he asked when the first big board drops. Well, here rewind, you go. rewind, yeah, rewind. <laughs> it 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 dropped about an hour ago, give or take. <laughs> um, so awesome. Uh, I think. That's all of it. Yep, uh, yep. I'm excited for uh, that we're back. 2021's first episode. Yeah, we yeah we haven't recorded since uh, the end of 2020, so it's going to be a better year. Just yeah. speak it into the universe. Yep. Do you know when you get your vaccine? Nope. Do you? <laughs> no, I thought I thought you would have it pretty soon. No, Good teachers day. got pushed down the list. So stupid. Well, dude, oh well. well. Maybe by the next oh, podcast, well, it'll podcast. Change. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next by the next podcast, it'll uh, it'll have changed. Yeah, fingers crossed. So, uh, any any final words? No, that's uh, that's all I got. Go Mavs! They're playing the Bucks as we talk. They just started. All right. Well, well, let's get to the TVs then. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Thanks again for everyone for listening. Uh, follow Richard at Mavs Draft. You can find me at Jared underscore Cats30. Uh, check out the website, MavsDraft.com. Uh, always good content over there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.